Welcome to the Making Lead and Move podcast, the show that brings together powerhouse Latinas to discuss the challenges our comunidades are facing and the moves they took to prioritize joy in their careers. My name is Paula Pinero, your co-host, and I'm here with your other host, Joana Rosales. Hi, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about your online presence, and we'll be answering the question, does being active on social media really help your career? Bienvenidos a todos. Welcome, everyone. So glad to have you here with us today. Let's jump right into topic, Paulette, and discuss if social media really does help our careers. Um, I'll start off with a question, you answer, and then I'll go ahead and give my tidbit and so on and so forth. So question one, what social media platforms do you use and what do you use them for? Mm. Is it like the public ones? Or the public? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a whole other topic, right? Because you get, you have them very categorized. You have very different handles, whereas in turn, I'm very like, I have one and that's all I can handle. <laughs> yeah. So my like number one favorite platform is LinkedIn. I love my LinkedIn. So I have a my personal LinkedIn and my business LinkedIn. I have one company profile for media. So and then I would say the next one is Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I have my company's Instagram account, my personal account, mm-hmm. and then the Finsta. Finsta. What's Finsta? You know I don't know these terms. Well, it's, it's a friend Instagram only. Mm. Yeah, so that's the account that only close, close friends know about. Love it. And I have Twitter because I like watching like shitty TV. So it's like, okay, I'm like a bravo. Yes. there or like something from trending. I do have a Twitter, but. It's it's really fun chisme. Mm-hmm. And I have a Facebook because all my like family in Puerto Rico, like abuelitas, and right. have a Facebook. So I have it for that. That makes sense. Um but it's really LinkedIn and Instagram. And then yeah, like I have Pinterest for my recipes and I have a clubhouse that I never go in, but it's really like LinkedIn and Instagram. How about you? Um, I think LinkedIn for sure. For me, um, speaking of, I needed to start doing an SAO recheck, especially since we're going to have 2022 upon us in a few weeks. Um, so I definitely need to go over that and edit some stuff. But Instagram for sure as well. I don't have it as categorized as you have it, which I think is genius. Uh, yeah, I just haven't gotten to that part. Maybe that would be a 2022 business year resolution. Quien sabe? But I don't post a lot of personal stuff anymore on my Instagram, so it really doesn't hurt when and if I post um, on my social media. I have a Facebook, same thing. It was for um, half my family lives in Canada, so it was just the way that we would communicate. But now that we have different streams, like, again, we can just do video chats off of Instagram or WhatsApp. Um, it's all it's all the meta universe. So like, does it really even matter at this point? Probably not. <laughs> um, I don't have a TikTok. I feel like I I'm missing out on TikTok. 
Oh, I forgot TikTok. I and yes, and you're always talking about how you can find a lot of DIY projects off of TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I need to get one um, because I feel like it's helped a lot of people in their careers and has like boomed their awareness or has boomed their presence. I just sometimes I don't even have the time for social media because right, it takes up a lot of time. It takes up time. Um, so I'm just like, great, another platform to be on. But maybe, maybe I need to give TikTok a chance, but being very intentional with it. Yes, that's, that I would say is the key. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you can easily downward spiral on any of these platforms, be in there for like two hours deep, and then you're like, Jesus Christ, like I didn't even make dinner. What's happening? Wow, I feel very much regular. <laughs> am, I, am I personally attacking? Maybe. <laughs> And so, yeah, and so, like, I, I, and I say it because I've done it, right, from experience, and so that's why I've been so fearful to open up a TikTok, because I'm like, great, like, I don't want a downward spiral, but I think for brand awareness and even more revenue, just opening up one, but being very intentional with it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it's because there has to be a line with a purpose and a goal, mm-hmm. And even by having like lots of different platforms, the use is very different and the goal is very different. Agreed. I get asked constantly, how do you post on LinkedIn every day? Like, I can't do that. I have clients. I have even um, small business owners that I meet, nonprofit organizations. They said, like, that's too much for me. And I completely understand you should find something that works for you. But to me, my LinkedIn is around building my professional brand. But I plan content for the whole month mm-hmm. and it's scheduled a month in advance. Beautiful. So it takes me four or five hours the last Friday of the month mm-hmm. to plan and create all of my business Instagram and LinkedIn, my personal LinkedIn content with images and copy. So what I really spend on the platforms for my personal and business brand is about 15 minutes a day. Nice. And usually nothing on the weekends. And that's because you're intentional with it, right? Like you're doing the planning, you're being creative on what you're planning. editing it actually creating it and then executing yes Mm -hmm. because to me it's very important to i would rather spend that time that it would take me every day Mm -hmm. connecting with people Mm -hmm. or just getting out of my four walls and seeing people in person or doing some community building which we'll talk a little bit more today too love it so let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you use social media as part of your work or business or just for fun? Well, since I only have one Instagram, I actually use it for both. Um, and I think you can look at that. I think I only have like 51 or 52 posts right now. And it's going to be revamped for sure for 2022. But I do a mixture of both personal and business. Predominantly, it's usually stuff that incorporates business right or like with being an entrepreneur your personal life at times is your business (laughs) 
and then it can get a little it can get a little confusing so i definitely use it for both um i like to show that i'm and at times i'm afraid to show that i'm human and so even i'm going to go with that i'm going to try to be not intentionally messier but intentionally showing the messiness of my life because mm. i know for sure i never i don't post that or i hardly do um, or if I do, it's usually at the aftermath of it. It's like, oh, I'm calm enough now to talk about the chaos. And now it's like, fuck it. Let me just record the chaos and let's see what it is. Um, and that's just another form of bravery. So we'll, we'll, we're definitely going to see a lot more of that shit this year coming up. <laughs> Love it. What about you? So it's a mixture of both. And I'm trying to navigate the personal especially my personal instagram so on my facebook i only have family and close friends mm -hmm. sometimes feel bad because i'm in a lot of great online communities and facebook groups and i engage in those private groups mm -hmm. and then they'll send a request and i deny it so my facebook is extremely like just people i know mm -hmm directly have a relationship i and know them for a long time mm -hmm. and then my personal um instagram then it's a mix of both mm -hmm. because i want folks to understand what i am about and see my values in action that to me it's what it is and i want to share a little bit i was using that more for clients and friends and then i realized that a lot of opportunities or a lot of folks from companies were liking that profile i think because instagram recommends so they were liking lead media and it was being recommended to follow yeah okay and i have pictures with my kids mm -hmm. and that kind of like freaked me out yeah of course you're so, putting your private life out in public. So anything that had my kids, I archive. I have like one or two that they're like, I don't want to be there. <laughs> and as I do more features and work, like I'm writing a column for Be Latina, they'll tag Poletinero and the media. So I kind of like cleaned it up. Mm -hmm. Which is why I always recommend when you're working on your online press and your professional brand, like clean it up, check if the content still makes sense, even for your business. So I cleaned it up a bit mm -hmm. to take a lot of, um, like even things that I had tagged, like the local zoo. Oh, wow. Uh -huh. I, like, oh, I, don't, I don't want people to know. Like, <laughs> my local zoo. So it's like I can see the pictures and not the location. Exactly. So it's always, as someone who works too with online presence on social media, there's still constant learning and development. And one of the recommendations is always to create video content. Yes. And reels is a great way to do it. And I do some reels for my business. That is my goal for the media to put a lot of video content. That's why I have a social media strategist joining me next year. Say it louder for the people in the back. That was a multi-million dollar goal. Let's go ahead and, uh, yes, you have to be proud of that. Yeah, so she's going to get me out of my comfort zone to create more video content. 
and she's gonna if you're like oh well that now is on tiktok is gonna be my amazing social media strategist oh yeah doing all of the magic in the background i don't have time for that i don't want to have time for that <laughs> but then that means that that gets high engagement and i posted a funny uh reel that i created with sophia where she's writing and Secret Detective Inc. And what she writes is farts. Oh, I saw that one. I saw that one. That was, so, that was cute. It has like 2,000 views. And I started getting like these random people following me. So, no kidding. And you'll also have to be conscious of the type of content that you are creating because you might want to have things private. But then there are things on your account and profiles and social media that you cannot control. Correct. So I went back and took out like archive other content mm -hmm. that I had previously because we started getting a whole bunch of random people that are not the folks that I work with. That they were just liking uh, like a 10 second reel of my daughter writing parts in my head. <laughs> <laughs> So those are some of the things that we always need to consider when thinking about social media and using that for our professional brand or personal brand. That as someone who works in this kind of like field, I even forgot. Yeah, of course. Or like what account you go and join an Instagram live or a Facebook live. Everything is a call to action. Yes. So kind of like strategizing and having a goal mm -hmm. but yes i use it for both fun and and i think you can do both i think you can integrate both i think there's a fine line where you're walking every day being how personal do i want to be how professional do i want to look can i be professional and myself genuinely all the time 24 7 because let's speak to sometimes we wake up and we're not like our jolly selves, right? Or like we haven't had that fourth cup of coffee yet. So my energy level is going to be the same. So sometimes you're like, shit, do I always have to be on high energy? Or can I show the times that I'm not on high energy? Or there's always just this fine line. And I think that's always going to be the learning curve for entrepreneurs who are trying to do both. Or who do both? You're never going to get it right. Um, mm -hmm. There's always going to be some times that are better than others, and that's okay. I mean, at the end of the day, you're human. You're trying to avoid burnout at all costs, and yet here you are showing up. So, finally, we're always walking. Yes, it's important to be vulnerable and show and share your story. Mm -hmm. Social media is about sharing your story. You have to decide what story to share. And who to give access to your story? You, rather than seeing social media as like everything could go, and I share these kind of strategies and identify what is your goal. And if your goal is joy and fun, then that's what you should use it for. And if it's a platform for building your professional brand or landing a job, yes, there's a fine line around it. But if I share. I share a lot of content on my personal accounts, even my LinkedIn account. Uh, this is where most of my clients and collaborators see my content. I, I'm very vulnerable about motherhood and my mental health. 
and my mental health journey. I have the option to say, if you don't like that, then I'm not the right person to work with. Mm -hmm. If that type of vulnerability, if me advocating and talking about mental health and neurodiversity is a red flag for you, then I'm not the right person. And I know that many folks in the corporate or nonprofit world don't have that privilege, which is why having a clear goal for what platform you use and what for is very important when you are using social media to help with your career. Look at all those nuggets of wisdom that you were dropping for us, Paula. Can't get enough of that ish. Are you kidding me? Yeah, so I am going to ask you a question. Oh, okay. How did you decide social media was going to help you with your business when you launched? Okay. Let's just be transparent. <laughs> I still, I feel like there are so many, I, I follow a lot of um, money coaches and spiritual coaches, right? Like those are two things that are really important to me in my life right now. Um, aside from the business, right? Like that goes without saying. And I feel like they're fucking killing it. They're making their moves, everything, like every reel, every story, every post, everything is super intentional. And I've seen these people go from like 10K following to now having a million following or pretty close to a million. And I'm like, I become one of those people, right? Like I start following them. And so it's great. It's great to see their growth. And I'm always like, but is that going to be me? Like, can it really be me? Mm -hmm. So I'm still fighting. I'm still fighting a lot for me personally, because like, obviously when the pandemic had happened, I pivoted over really quick to social media management. It was great. It was cool. I have nothing against it. When it comes to me and my brand, all of a sudden it's like, oh no, but that's not for me. Even though I've done it for other companies, I've seen the power that it has for other companies. And so maybe that's um, a mindset that I'm still trying to work on, right? Like I keep on saying social media might not work for me, but why am I saying that? Is it because I don't think I deserve the many followers? Is it because I don't think I'm not worthy of making that content because I don't think that it's going to be relatable to enough people? It's a lot of shadow work that, I'm, that I've been avoiding, I feel, for a while. So I will honestly say I don't have a big social media presence or the social media presence that I should have that I know I can have because of fear. fear. And so that's something that I have to go over. Again, I'm going to try to do this just keep coming in longer and longer and I'm not down because it's like the 13th. I have two weeks to get my shit together. Do you think it also has to do because most of your like production community work happens mm -hmm. on other platforms? Like it's very project based. Yes. Because you, I know you do a lot of the engagement and content creation with communities and groups and events that you produce, or the community manager or the community consultant. Mm -hmm. And I mean that also has to do with. You don't need to do what everyone else is doing to be successful. 
I agree. I agree to a certain extent, like, right, and we've talked about this before, and it's always mentioned, like, at the end of the day, you can put a crap load of social media, but a lot of your work as a business owner comes from references or from word of mouth. And I've just been very, very fortunate enough. Like, as soon as a project is happening, it's either time to go on vacation or, like, someone's like, oh, you just finished this project? Like, we have something new or, like, I'm midway through something and then something comes up. So, I've always been blessed in my life to always have word of mouth references come through. And so I'm like, if I'm doing it for everyone else and I get burnt out or I'm tired by the time I'm done with my clients, like, you know what I've said for myself? Like, I'm not going to do it for me. Like, it's cool. I know where the paycheck is coming or I know someone else is going to come into my pool of awesome networking. So... If, it, if I have never needed to. But it's like, imagine if I do put in that effort, how much more exposure am I going to get? Mm-hmm. How much more negotiation can I get? But I think, again, it's me just doing a lot of work that I have to do. Like, don't be cool with the mediocreness, dude. Like, just go out there. Let's see what happens. Worst case scenario, you don't get new leads or you don't get new business. Like, it's not me. my problem. Like, you really didn't lose that much time. Mm-hmm. For me, I found most of my jobs through social media. Like, I'm telling you, I'm like a writer by LinkedIn. Yes, I know. Call me LinkedIn. I love you. (laughs) Shout out to LinkedIn. Yes. Yes, I found opportunities. I used to work in the nonprofit field, so I would get projects and grants and funders because it was intentional mm-hmm. of how I was positioning myself on the platform for my goal, mm-hmm. kind of like my intention. So I've always been active on LinkedIn. And then when I became a business owner, and remember, I'm a leadership coach, but I'm also a consultant. So I will still work with companies and nonprofits and corporations. Mm-hmm. So I, to me, it was very important because you have to go with your strong platform. Right. It was a big shift because I was doing a lot of work in person or with community and partnerships to now moving into a fully virtual world. world. So I was very intentional with keeping and growing that piece on LinkedIn. But social media, for me personally, social media was instrumental in getting opportunities directly in my DMs, in my private messages on LinkedIn because of the intentionality, because it was planned, because I was creating content or sharing content. With, and that's why I teach my clients to do during the job search. Instead of just applying and then spending two hours on social media to see what other people are doing, mm-hmm. kind of like share your story. People want to know yours. And one of the biggest things that I've learned through online presence, branding, and especially social media is that just because other people have access to this information does not mean that they are, one, finding it, and second, it does not mean that they don't care about how you see that information or how you interpret that. So why wouldn't you share what you think? Why wouldn't you share 
you know, that newsletter? Or why wouldn't you share that Harbor Business Review article? But what's your take? Or how does it connect to your story or your experience? And I think that's a lot of work that that may, mostly all of us have to think about, right? Like I just, I literally just told you this before we got on. You were like, I think you should do this reaction show because you're in love with. Well, I'm, okay, so I'm in love with insecure. Like it's my life. And Paulette saw me watch. Well, she saw me watching yesterday, and she was like, "You just need to make your own reaction show." And I was like, "No, who would want to see me?" Like, at first I was like, no, dude, like, I don't think anyone's going to want to see me. Who's going to want to see me react to something that I do every day? And she's like, no, people do this. People watch reactions. There's full-blown actual TV shows now, right? Mm-hmm. Pillow Talk, Before 90 Day Fiance, like. I'm getting into 90 Day Fiance. I've been convinced. It's <laughs> like, that, that trash is so good that's good trash i'm sorry like i am still for their hard to families but like <laughs> we have to have another episode about like the best trash tv that we watch that's like oh, our viewers watchers. yes yes our viewers are really gonna be like oh these girls watch this <laughs> but anyway the point of the story is i even get that i get I don't know if I should do this because who's gonna want to see me or who am i to do this and again, that's just me, right? The imposter syndrome coming in or all the confusion, all the doubt, all the, am I worth it to be put on? Am I worth it for my critique or my criticism to be out there? And it's like, yeah, you are. Because at the end of the day, if a little, if some, if people are watching a little five-year-old response to something, what makes you think that you as an adult with experience, someone's not going to want to hear it? Yes. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to create content or you don't have to post on social media just for the job or just for like, I don't know, like the New York Times to tag you. I don't know. Wish. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to create content or you don't have to post like IG stories of you walking like through the forest for the world. It's like who... Are you talking to like what's the goal and who are you talking to? Just create it for them. Just create it for yourself. It's okay to do shit just because it makes you happy. What can you repeat that? Because I have I have trouble with that sometimes. Yes, you have permission to create content or share things because it makes you happy. I love that. It sounds so simple and yet. It's a fight that I deal with every day. So, yes, you might have a goal for your IG, and the goal might be like, I'm gonna let loose and be ridiculous, or like, I'm gonna like, yes, <laughs> or I'm going to write a blog about you know, corporate relations in the financial business district. I don't know about finance a lot, <laughs> <laughs> or I want to share my million dollar story, right? It might be because of joy, but na- I, I, all, I believe that naming things is so powerful because once you name them, then you're always consciously doing something about it. Even mm-hmm. if you do nothing, you're doing conscientemente. Consci- con- 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 yeah. con- 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 because 
now you know. You said it. You mentioned it. You embraced it. So even when you don't do something, if I have, like, if I have a client who says, I need a job and I can't do this and I need to leave this toxic workplace and then they're not looking for a job, they know that they want to leave that environment. So, like, what, what are the steps that we can take, you know? walk them through the process mm -hmm. but by naming it now they're like get up what up they're already looking because they named it so maybe you know naming it will help you hashtag 2022 <laughs> i hear that i feel that i feel a little seen a little attacked right now but that's okay <laughs> So we talked about this a little, we, we touched on it a little earlier, Paula, but if you want to go a little bit more into detail, how do you keep your accounts separate and how much do you use them? How do I keep them separate? So the first thing is folders on my cell phone, but then I only have TikTok and Instagram on my cell phone. Oh, okay. Yes. Because, well, TikTok only works on your cell phone. Mm -hmm. And then Instagram, I can go from profiles because of stories. Okay. And doing lives. Mm -hmm. I can't do that from your browser. Mm -hmm. I only use LinkedIn on my computer because this is, I use it mostly for my personal and professional brand. Mm -hmm. I don't want that shit on my phone. Oh. So that helps me set boundaries for myself. Okay. And then I only use Twitter for the cheese mac and the tea. Mm -hmm. And then I'll share something like once a month mm -hmm. that I automate. Okay. <laughs> Not even that I'm going that deep. So I don't have it because I don't want to be, I want to set boundaries and don't be tempted to like scroll, scrolling for hours about the real housewives of Potomac. That's actually really, really smart. The fact that you don't or do have certain apps on your phone to create your own boundaries because you know, we all know the addiction of housewives. So easy, easy rabbit hole. So that's actually really smart. I never thought about that. Maybe I should uninstall and install Instagram every time I need to do a live. I, yeah. Oh, and Facebook. Yeah. I, I, I love the communities on facebook but i book time on my schedule to go into to the community engagement the communities that i am a part of okay because they are helpful and i love to network but i don't want to spend hours on any social media platform yes. so i block the time to do community engagement whether they live on facebook or like Mighty Networks or somewhere else, or a Slack group. So let me ask you then, how how much time do you block to be engaged with the various communities that you are in? And I was, I'm assuming that you're in a lot of communities. How do you decide which ones you will be looking at and for how much time? Because I feel like there's one community that I, I literally sit, like, I can sit there for 45 minutes and be like, okay, like, reading, interacting, reading, interacting. But then I've neglected all the other five communities that are really important to me. I'm not even talking about client work. I'm just talking about my personal mm -hmm. ones that I like. So I find myself not giving enough attention and being very unbalanced with the different communities that I'm in. So I use a an Incanbol 
weekly-war, which is like a writing pad to fund the whole week. Okay. And I do, so some of my communities, like Ladies Get Paid, Own Trail, Hello 7, um, um, Freelancing Females, like, and mm -hmm. it depends. But I try to only engage in community work like two or three times a week. So, oh, okay. and I have the notification, especially for those that are outside, mm -hmm. I have my notifications like on Mighty Networks mm -hmm. set for once a week. So I get a weekly email and I go and I'm like, oh, this is really cool. And then I go and spend 10 to 15 minutes following up, seeing what people are posting, engaging, responding, sending emails. And I don't do that more than twice a week. Okay. And then for Facebook, which gets a little bit trickier, I just go open Facebook and go to the community tabs. Yes. Rather than seeing my whole like feed. feed. Uh -huh. And I just look at what people have posted and I engage and I follow up. I check any DMs. But I would say the same thing, like 50 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I block. 30 to 45 minutes twice a week. Oh, okay, okay. I like that. I feel like I'm going to have to start doing that because like I was mentioning earlier, sometimes I just get too involved in one and then I forget the others. Um, what I have done too is added the notification. Is it the notifications? Where like you're basically able to do like your top five. Mm -hmm. And so I have that. And so I try to like look at those top five and maybe do like a 10 minute run per. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, what is super helpful too to kind of like keep it in and not go on the deep end is if I have a follow up that I want to do or I want to learn more or like click on something, I'll just write it on my to do list. Mm -hmm. And then as I'm working through my to do list, then it's another like, oh, do I really need to do this? Is this mm -hmm. something that I have to do or something that I wanted to do because I got excited at the moment? That's a good, yeah. Yeah, right? Because it's like, oh, was that shiny object syndrome? Mm -hmm. Or chill out, you don't need it just yet. Mm -hmm. That's true. I like that. Yeah. So what are some best practices for the accounts your boss or your clients can see? The best practices for the accounts are awesome. I would just say... Um, like as a business owner, just know your niche, know what your call to action is. First of all, know what your call to action is, know your niche, know your audience, and make sure that it's a two-way street. It's not always you just giving information. I mean, you have followers for a reason, whether it's 50 or 50,000. Um, at the end of the day, social media is a community. And so you have to use utilize the community for both giving and taking. And so if you know that you need help, right, whether it's market research, a little bit more of data, a little more analytics, just shout it out. Just call mm -hmm. it out. And if they're your real ride or die fans, like they'll be more than happy to take that like one minute survey or three minute survey. And it's also you being very human and letting them know like, hey, I'm working on this project or hey, I'm working on this launch. Like 
what would you like to see? And don't be afraid to like ask your audience like what they want to see. Because I feel as entrepreneurs, especially as solopreneurs, you have this amazing idea and it's in your head. And you're like, yo, this is it. Like, this is the <laughs> ticket. This is my jam. And you pour all of your blood, sweat, and tears into it. And then you get zero things. And you're like, what the F? Like, I thought this was a like a million dollar idea. And then if you ask for feedback, you're like, well, we kind of wanted to see this. I wanted that. I wanted this. So not just always giving information, but when you need it, don't be afraid to ask. Ask for it from yes. your audience. Yes. Whether this, I would say, like, not just, like, this can be your family. This can be your mm-hmm. friends or this can be your future employer. Asking for feedback. And I love what you said about social media at the end of the day is a community. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is a tool, but we're all there to build community in some form or other. So make sure that you are showing up in your communities, providing value, and then asking and engaging with people. Agree. I would add to, I don't know, like I would add with just block people if they're not. <laughs> Log yes. and delete. Yes. Log and delete. I agree with that. I you agree. Have, you just have to. You just have to block and delete. And I get a lot of folks who say, hey, I am applying for a job and I saw that the recruiter was looking at my profile on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. People are going to check that out. I always said, your LinkedIn is your portfolio. Yeah. Your personal website is going to happen. Feel free to check them out too, because it's your right to see if they're the right fit for you. Mm, I love so, that. But also block and delete folks that you have to. Folks that and that includes family, right? Oh. If they're on your business page. Yes. Because we know that sometimes it be your own the behaviors. <laughs> Yes, but I would say like blog and delete and archive content that doesn't work for you anymore. I see this with a lot of freelancers or like folks launching their side hustle that maybe it didn't work and they're going to the next. Mm-hmm. Archive that shit and Instagram or, you know, revamp or take out some of the photos. And then I'm not saying that if you put something insensitive, then you're deleting it so there's no record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you were disrespectful or you were racist. That's all I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about No, but that's true, right? Because like I know when I had first started, it was social media management. So I had a lot of stuff on that. And then I moved over to community building. And then now it's, you know, me and Blutter uh, be working on like some events for the summertime. So I want to, which is events. I mean, it's some sort of community work, mm-hmm. but it's not like full blown community. So now I'm going to have to learn how to integrate that media to be intentional with community. So again, it's it's just revamping, taking out some of the old. And I even said this now, like, yeah, I might only have like 52 posts, but how many really have to do with community? So I'm probably going to be down to like five by the end of this podcast, because <laughs> if not, it's not, it's not aligned. It's not aligned. And that also shows that you're growing in your business, right? And it shows that you're taking the risk and you're risking it for the reward. So you changing or having to change your social media revamp, it doesn't mean 
it's not a bad thing. It means that you're evolving and growing and trying new things that that's super dope on a personal on a personal level, but your followers seeing that shit, like that's dope too. Because they're like, yo, if they can do it, then maybe I can do it. Yeah. You never know who you're encouraging to take that leap of faith while you're scared as hell about doing it. I love that. Yes. If your your vulnerability will inspire other folks to take action. Mm-hmm constantly so don't be scared of being vulnerable don't be scared of messing up mm-hmm. um but at the same time like if you mess up take ownership and if folks in your social media environment don't work then block them take them out delete them take a break from social media that's gross you actually turn people out another form of growth love yes. it and I know we're talking about social media mm-hmm. and your online presence. Social media cannot replace the relationships and the communities and the networks that you create in person. Mm-hmm. So even as a small business owner, I see this with a lot of small business owners, people who are founding small businesses. They're like, oh, everything on Instagram like in periodicals that is as important. The you know chamber of commerce or you know the association of Latino professionals chapter in your town or the you know the union meetings if you're in a union role or no you know let's go to a brewery on Friday night so the cafes people with brunch goes with like your network those are as valuable or more Agreed. Than the community and opportunities that you will find on social media. And I would have to say, just to piggyback off of what you're saying, you can you can find your group, right? You can find your squad on social media. I mean, that's how we found each other, yeah. right? And now look at us. Um, but it was that connection, right? It was that let's get on the Zoom. Let's be in like let and at first we started off really small, like let's do 15 minute chats. And then like we showed up here and we showed up there. And so now, like Lord and behold, we're gonna like you started a new group of um, where we're gonna be talking about money moves, and I'm mm-hmm. part of that group, so that's a different community. Like you can find your your different communities that you need to online, but you're on, on social media, like Paul was saying, but it's it's very true. You have to take it off if not. You're not going to be able to elevate at in an accelerating level as you should. Yes, I feel. Mm-hmm. So my question for you, okay, is we've talked about how social media can be overwhelming. Like that's one of the challenges: planning and reading and editing and executing. Whether you are creating images in Canva mm-hmm. or finding a great article to share on LinkedIn mm-hmm. or going to Clubhouse. Yes. So what are some of the platforms and systems that you use to manage your social media more efficiently? Efficiently? Well, I think back in my social media days, I used to use Calendly a lot. I think Canva has saved my life time and time again. Um, it's Those are the two that I would say that I recommend. And then on a, actually on Canva itself now, you can like schedule stuff. So... Platforms are making it a little easier by trying to be the one-stop shop. Um, but I would say, and I think you have more expertise on this because you talked about how you do all of month, the month's work in like five hours. Um, 
what other platforms like I've only used Calendly, Calendly and Canva. Um, and then there was another one, I think it was actually called just scheduler mm-hmm. at one point. Um, but which platforms do you feel that you're using or that you think you're going to recommend your brand media strategies or has your brand media strategist recommended other platforms to you? Yeah. So it, I, I say it depends on the goal mm-hmm. and the platform. So if you're very focused on your career and this is about the job search or maybe launching a consulting business, I would say the first thing is identify what are those core three, four topics that you want to talk about and set up your Google alerts. Okay. Because, and then you can say, I want to receive Google an email with all the latest news around these topics every week or every day or 10 times a day your decision. Mm-hmm. When I launched my career in educational policy, I had 10 plus years of experience in education, but never in policy. Okay. I had an organizing but not in policy. So I set up Google alerts around education, policy topics, local, federal, state, uh, like a list. And I would get a daily email from Google alerts at 7 a.m. So I would get to the office and I would read what was the latest on educational policy. Okay and law and politics around education so that has that was instrumental and now i use it completely different it's about finding content and news and like latino entrepreneurship and brands mm-hmm. for my business but i would say number one is Google alerts okay they're extremely helpful mm-hmm. and you can set them up whether you're a career person like in the middle or a full <laughs> entrepreneur yeah so Google Alerts are great. I love Canva for creating images and content and kind of like editing short videos. So I love, love, love Canva. I use Later for my social media scheduling. Uh, yes. But I plan my content, like I write it down on a calendar and I use Airtable to project manage how that's going to look. Mm-hmm. So you can even create like an Excel or a Google Sheet where you copy and paste, oh, I like this article, or I want to share this, or this is a funny meme, and organize it there. And then you can go once a week or once a month and mm-hmm. look at that content. It's called content pillars. You can add that content that you already identified, and then that inspires what you share on social media, or that's some of the sources. Or those are things that you want to tag or highlight, but create a system that works for you. But I would start Google Alerts is a must. Mm-hmm. And then you'll find a scheduler and a content planner that works for you based on your goals. Agreed. Agreed. I love that Google Alerts for content. I never thought about that. I will definitely need to, again, add that on the 2022. <laughs> 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 I know this ended up being more of a checklist episode for me. I'm like, should I need to get together in two weeks? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So let me see. So that was well said. our last question. Woo-woo. But I guess the question, I guess, and maybe this is more of an internal work 
Paulette, for you would be what helps you? Because I feel like I have a fear over camera, right? Like it's weird in a way because people are like, but you're always on. And I'm like, it's the weirdest thing because I like literally get anxiety from it half the time. How do you, how do you push yourself to get out of that fear or of that mindset of like, who wants to see me? Who needs to hear from me? Like I do that all the time. Like, pero quién soy yo? Al fin del día, like, quién soy mm-hmm. yo? So how do you get yourself out of that mindset? Or what are some tips, I guess, to help our people to be like, it's okay, just do it. Even if you have one viewer, like, it's okay, just do it. So like most things in my life, I was inspired by Beyonce. Love it. I saw her documentary. So I used to work in TV and radio and short production in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. I love behind the scenes work. Yes. I, that's where I thrive. Agreed. I got very nervous on camera too. And I saw one of the documentaries for Beyonce and she's talking about Sasha Fears and how that persona helps her show up and be very extroverted. And then she's able to be introvert. I am INFJ. I'm an introvert. I, you know, I, I have sore vibes and get very tired and emotions. So to me, what it has helped me is identify, like, there are the things that I have to show up on camera or my voice. Mm-hmm. I think my voice is the most annoying voice, voice in the world. world. But then that voice is not for one. So if it's annoying for you and you, you made it this far on the podcast episode, then But it's really, like, I... I've heard, and this is always helpful, create a list of the things that you want to do, mm-hmm. the things that you have to do, and the things that others want you to do. Okay. So if showing on the podcast or doing an IG live or doing a reels is something that I want to do and that I have to do, then there's no questions about it. Mm-hmm. I'll just, my friend Darby taught me to live like a duck and I was like what is that what does that mean what does that mean I was doing a speaking engagement with an room of people who did not like me and they believed that I was higher because I was a diversity higher yo talking about being in the trenches (laughs) and I had just had this promotion and 99% of the people there did believe that I just got it because that was the diversity hire. Okay. And one of the people who had applied for the role was there mm-hmm. and she didn't get it. And I got the role mm-hmm. and she was the one person <laughs> that was like supporting me. Oh, that didn't hate me. <laughs> but everyone else was, she's not my cup of tea. You know, as if that's possible, right? So <laughs> it is very uncomfortable. So I was I had hives. Oh no. And I began arguing and he you just have to be like a duck. <laughs> exactly. Like is some of you some of you was bingo thing that I don't know. Like is this another analogy? Like what the hell's happening? And I told Darby, like, you know, not from this country, right? She's like, no, no, no. Have you ever looked at a duck swimming? 
I have. She's like, so if you look above the water, the dock is very cool, calm, and collected, just like lying near the water. Mm-hmm. But if you were to look below the water, you would see like the dock, like Patalitian, like, like, okay, I don't want to drop. So she's had me like a dog. Like, on the, it's okay if on the outside you are projecting confidence and you're calm. And then the inside is that like nervioso y fataleteando. Just do it. Don't expect to feel like the dog above the water outside and inside. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Have to like grow your confidence and be very confident. And it won't happen everywhere. Or with every public or in every venue or in every opportunity or like all the job interviews. Or it's not going to come overnight either. Yes. Yes. So it's instead of ignoring those feelings, Mm -hmm. just feel them, but keep going. And then allow your external kind of like facing or like your external presence Mm -hmm. to reflect the special fears. And then on the inside you can manifest and manage your emotions. I love that. I think another like piece of advice that I would give too is we all look at Instagrammers or influencers, right? And we're like, damn, yo, like that bit is sick. Or, you know, her eyebrows are on point. Like all of a sudden you're looking at all the minuscule detail and then at least for me, I start downloads filing in my oh. head and I'm like, you know what? It's mejor me. I was the video. I'm not gonna make this video because I don't I don't have this platform, right? Like, oh, I don't have Canva Pro or oh, I don't know if I know how to edit or put all these filters on. Like I you need to go in knowing that your first few reels and your first few posts, like, they're not gonna they're gonna be messy the lighting isn't gonna be correct you're not gonna have the right like all of a sudden your camera on your phone is not gonna work and like that's okay that's fine like influencers themselves didn't start off like that right or the people who all of a sudden know how to edit they didn't learn how to edit they probably youtube that stuff like like, you youtube how to edit on even so so it comes like, like that, that also takes growth. Don't think that your first videos or your first posts are going to be fuera de este mundo. Yeah. Like, no. But you, you gave yourself that chance to try it, and then you're going to just progressively grow from there. Also, just because someone else looks like as if they're being successful, or just because you think it's working for them, does not mean it's really working. Mm-hmm. You don't have that information. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know if they're bought, they bought their followers. Ooh. You don't know if, you know, the strategies that they're using are not working. You don't know if people are reading or clicking or engaging or they're getting opportunities on their DMs. Mm-hmm. You don't know that. That's so true. Is it all flash, right? Like, is it all flash here? Is that for real? You know, sorry, it's like So, like, all of their Instagram and videos look beautiful and like gold and shiny and glitter. Mm-hmm. So, just because someone else is doing that and you believe they're being successful, does not mean that they're being successful. Mm-hmm. So, remind yourself that constantly, and then just go with you. Like, people want to see you and hear you. The authentic you. There's already like 
too many cookie cutter, everyone looks the same, they all edit the same, they use the same music. Everyone uses the same template. template. It's not cool. We know them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do the same, like, oh my god, the same software. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we want to see you. We want to see the authentic, vulnerable, majestic, badass you. Mm-hmm. And think that because they are being successful or you're seeing a piece or a percentage of the impact does not mean that it's working for them or that it will work for you. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and and this is something that I have to overcome too, right? Like we were just talking about reaction videos and like how maybe that should be my side hustle. But it's like Paula keeps on saying it's your perspective. Like I said, I follow a lot of money coaches. I don't just follow one, two, or three. I have at least eleven that I'm following, and one is like mid, like million dollar guru to messy and in debt. Like I'm seeing different journeys and different stories at different times of people's different life or careers. So you don't know how someone's going to resonate with you and where they're at in their journey with you. Because who knows if you're just starting, they might need to be starting too. They're like, oh, sure. Well, I guess we could do this together. And then that's how you build the powerful squad. Like here comes the DM, here comes the powerful squad. Mm-hmm. Or like, they're like, okay, maybe she's not for me because she's just starting, but she's following someone else. Like you never know the different connections that you can make. Because again, like, yes, you might have something focused. You're like, but I'm a brand strategist. Everyone does brand strategy, but not everyone does it the way you do it. Mm-hmm. So like, we just need to see you. It's fine. I'm genius. So I think that's that's the last words of wisdom that we have. Um, thank you all for joining us today. Please don't forget to share this episode with your closest amigas. Tell us what's your favorite thing about this season or also what you want to hear from season those because we do have that coming up. You, I'm so excited. You can DM us um, on your Instagram at making me the most. And before we say goodbye for season one, I just want to shout out why this episode specifically was so important and amazing to me. It's because wait, 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 wait. So happy. Like you travel so fast. We're here together, y'all. Chicago. Can you believe that? Look at us. In the flesh. Juntitas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my book. Yes. I love it. So we are literally like making these animals, like even like from time zones. Literally. <laughs> yes. Literally making moves. Let's see if I can. Oh, no. It's going to fall. No, no. Yay. Look at us. all right right, y'all we're so excited for next season next year can't wait to hear from everyone can't wait to see the dms what are your suggestions for next season paulette this season was amazing thank you so much yes thank you so much yes thank you so much bye chicas ciao